Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. Brought to you by Hot Seat, a new memoir from Jeff Immelt, the former CEO of General Electric. Immelt explores his time at the helm of one of the world's largest companies, from navigating a post-9-11 world to the 2008 financial crisis and more. Buy your copy today. Researchers are studying these worm blobs to build robots. These crawlers form clumps to protect the collective. Understanding their movement gives engineers a model for shape-shifting robot swarms by Eric Kneeler. What if your walking stick could change itself into a foldable stool while you're out on a wilderness hike? Or if a piece of wrapping paper could fold itself around a package? The idea of shape-shifting active matter has been a staple of sci-fi programming for decades, like the liquid metal T-1000 in Terminator 2 or Spidey Foe the Sandman. But now... Experiments by teams in Georgia and the Netherlands are finding that the idea of active matter might not be such a stretch. Using agglomerations of worms as a biological model, researchers are designing mechanical devices that one day may be able to form and reform into different shapes, just like these wrigglers. In one recent experiment, researchers started by observing tens of thousands of California blackworms, humble little creatures that form living masses to escape dehydration and heat. And they did this to study the principle of how active matter works. They watched the worms assembling into spherical balls to protect themselves, then sending out a few worms together to form a limb-like feeler to search for moisture or a cooler spot. If you take a blob of these worms and hold them in your hand, they behave like silly putty and they flow through your fingers, says Saad Bamla. He's assistant professor of chemical and biomolecular engineering at Georgia Tech. But if you make a ball of them and throw it at the ground, it won't splatter. They bounce, but they won't die. They will maintain their integrity and shape. They have solid and liquid-like behavior. They can move across flat surfaces. They can crawl over things together. Bamla and postdoctoral fellow Yasemin Oskan Aydin actually constructed a tiny worm gymnasium in their lab to see how individual worms pulled and twisted the others together to form these structures. 
And don't watch this video that I'm linking on Wired's website of the California blackworms at work if squigglies creep you out. Ozkan Iden's worm gym included tiny levers and poles that allowed her to measure some of the forces used by two or three puller worms that were capable of moving a 15-worm blob across a surface. Some worms were stronger than others, but they became lazy and stopped working as she increased the temperature in the container. She also observed the worms moving as a group away from bright lights toward colder and darker areas. Some worms acted as pullers. Others helped reduce the friction of the entire blob by acting as lifters. While bees and birds and ants swarm together to mate or protect themselves against predators, these worms are able to braid themselves together to accomplish tasks that unconnected individuals can't handle. They live at the bottom of freshwater ponds, feeding on bacteria and other microorganisms. During periods of sustained drought, when the water in the ponds runs low, the blob forming is a kind of collective decision-making that enables worms to survive longer without drying out. And the worm sphere is able to conserve water since it exposes less surface area to the air than the worms would if they remained solo. Some of these balls can grow as large as 100,000 worms. In fact, Baumler says he first encountered the worms while walking by a dried-out pond on the Stanford University campus in 2017 as a graduate student. He was curious about what kind of life might return to a drought-stricken lake. It had just rained, and I was excited because California had a lot of drought, Baumler remembers. I was curious about this pond. When it is dry for so long, what happens when the water arrives? What kind of life might emerge? Bamla actually returned to the pond with a bottle of water and a pipette to collect rejuvenated worms that were starting to form small tangles of life. After graduating with a doctoral degree in molecular engineering from Stanford, Bamla moved to a position at Georgia Tech and has been conducting experiments on the worm blobs ever since. By studying these worms in the lab, the Georgia Tech team was also able to construct simple mechanical analogs of the worm blobs. Using the worm behavior as a blueprint, Oskan Iden devised six 3D-printed robots, each about three to four inches long. Unlike actual worms, each device had two arms and two light sensors. Then they could be programmed to perform various movements and observed as they tangled with each other. Hoping to gain some insight into how to develop future robotic swarms with better energy efficiency, the experimenters measured the energy used by each individual robot. The team determined that the robots used less power while wiggling than crawling, and the Georgia Tech researchers published the results of their experiments with the worm blobs and their robotic counterparts this month in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. This kind of work might one day lead to programmable active matter, says Daniel Goldman, a professor of physics at Georgia Tech. Active matter is a hypothetical material that would shapeshift just like the worm blobs, in which tiny particles of material would organize themselves in response to a stimulus or a program. Imagine that self-wrapping paper, for example, or a liquid metal tool that could reshape itself depending on what kind of job you need it to do. These robot models can act like theoretical and computational models to test biological hypotheses, Goldman says. 
Once you get the robot physical system going, it can inspire engineers to create better engineered devices. The idea of active matter is also being studied by Antoine Dublay. He's a postdoctoral researcher at the University of Amsterdam who performed experiments on another species of worm that are used as food for aquarium fish. He also observed the collective behavior of the worms as a way of understanding movement, but in this case, the behavior of particles and polymers, so the large molecules that make up many plastics. In an experiment published last year in Physical Review Letters, Dublay and colleagues put a blob of these sludge worms into a special device to measure the viscosity of the liquid around them. As the temperature dropped, the worms could alter the viscosity or thickness of the liquid, turning the liquid into an oozy blob of sorts, just like what happens with plastics and other chemical polymers when they're cooled. Dublay says the next step is developing a kind of active polymer, or plastic that can reshape itself quickly, depending on its use. Dublay says the Georgia Tech team's experiments with both the worms and their robotic analogs might lead to new kinds of devices or substances that can be programmed to squeeze into tight spaces, just like a sci-fi blob monster sneaking from one room to another. Oh, good. If you place these worms or the bots in an area, you can do a lot of things, Dublay says. In a hostile environment or war zone, they could flow through constrictions in buildings or over a rough landscape. I can imagine many such things. Of course, designing and building active matter or a programmable shape-shifting substance is still a long way away. Still, Baumla and Goldman see a day when the microscopic strands and particles that make up materials can be cued to change into different shapes and strengths or behave like a fluid and a solid, just like the living worms in the lab. But until then... Bamla says he's happy watching the tangle of crawlers act in very strange ways. If you were to think about a shape-shifting living system that existed, this worm blob is as close as it comes, says Bamla. They are doing all kinds of crazy things to get from point A to point B. If I ever want to make a shape-shifting robot, what better system than this to study? Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com slash science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.